If you got way too drunk to walk home by yourself Do you really think that you could call him for some help? He'd do anything just to make you believe He's a one-woman man but you both understand that he's rather cheap You know you're just a single phone call away from Saying your piece for him in his place but you'll never face him Welcome to Violently Funny! <laughs> A podcast about domestic violence, dating, sisterhood, life, and comedy. Hosted by Brittany Brave and Onika McLean. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. What's up, Brittany? What's up, Onika? Welcome to Violently Funny. Happy Friday. Happy October. It's still October. It's I know. Still October. But it's almost not October. We only have like a week or so left. Domestic Violence Month is almost over. But guess what? We're going to keep this conversation alive and well. Yes. Um, we have been receiving so much great feedback on the podcast. Um, through texts, through DMs, people sharing their stories, what it means to them, yes. passing the podcast along. So keep all that love going. Yeah, keep um, it going, guys, because we're gonna we're gonna get it to more platforms, right? So yeah, that's gonna be amazing. And let us know how you're celebrating National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Right. We celebrated by launching a podcast. Uh, yeah, and drinking wine. So toast. And drink, cheers. <laughs> drinking wine. Cheers, cheers to a hard week. Ooh. Oh, look, we toasted. A, to I cheers the, the microphone too, yes. just so it doesn't feel to, like that. Wait, wait. Okay, so this week's, this week's update is um, Onika's been smoking the same joint for about no, two weeks. No, no, I've never smoked weed a day in my life, you liar, snitch ass. Never. I would never do anything like that. I've No, I haven't. You come on this damn... What are you talking about? That, mm, that, you come that, on this damn podcast and you pretend uh, to be something that you're not. No, it's not true. I am like a real lady. That's it. Just a real lady, somebody's mother, uh, and a, a comedian, and a professional, a legal professional, Brittany. I, so I would never do anything like that. Uh, but what I am doing is I'm going, I'm going to, I'm, what I am doing is I'm going to Rose M. Singer. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail to do comedy. Oh, I thought you were like going to jail. And I was like, what, what'd you do? <laughs> I'm going to jail to do comedy. I feel so excited about that. I don't know why I'm so hyped about that. Okay, that's amazing. Women's facility next week. That's uh, amazing. Rikers Island. Oh my God, that's very like Orange is the New Black. It is. Ooh, I love that. I can't wait to see. I want to I want to take my comedy special at a, at a facility like that. That would be I think badass. That would be well, Mo- Monique already did it, so I don't think I can do it again, but I think that that would be dope. That would be dope. I want to take mine at a funeral. Um, do you really? <laughs> Could you imagine? We need to lighten the mood, folks. (laughs) IUDs, IUDs, am I right? I told you about my vagina. (laughs) I told you about my gynecologist said. You know, I want to. I want to thank you for um, uh, improvised tarot. That was such a dope show. Shout out to QED. That was fun. It was dope. That was fun. Um, It's one of the shows that I produce every month. It's when comedians bullshit tarot readings. Yes, that was so much fun. It was good. Within 20 seconds, Onika was screaming on stage, which was fun. My <laughs> new Onika screaming. took the stage, and then I just heard her say, you shut up and let me read these cards. But yelling. you know why? Because mm-hmm. the guy was mansplaining. A little bit, yeah. He just got up there and started mansplaining. I was like, you're not even a tarot reader. What the f- are we doing here, sir? <laughs> you don't know what's going on. But what you got going on? What's coming up next? Um, I have my monthly show, Rock Candy at Rockwood Music Hall. A week from Sunday, October 27th. This will be out by then. So oh, nice. 
Yeah, this will be up by then. This will be up by then. Yeah. So come and come and see that. It's good. We were written up in the New York Times. Yes. yes. Page six. Page. No, that's the New York Post. Oh no, no Times. When six, I go six. to jail, I'll be in the page six of the New York Post. Oh, you're talking about page six is like the celebrity gossip. It's like yeah. when they see like a celebrity smuggling coke into a nightclub or like oh, is it okay. seen and heard. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna Which, be in London then, so. Damn, okay. I'm going to miss it, but I'll be at the next one. Amazing. This shit is always packed. It is. That's good. You're doing a lot of stuff, lady. It's just like using the PR background, I think, for for using your powers for good and not evil yes. kind of thing. Like, I always looked at those years in PR as a waste, and now, like, building my own brand, I'm like, oh, you know, because I don't know if you guys have ever been to a comedy show in New York, but some of these comedy flyers look like as if someone made them with word art and paint. Really? Well, yeah. Like the branding in comedy is so off. I feel like so I many think... comedians, like flyers look like a mess and like. Not, I could fly a jealous. Like sometimes I see flyers that's so nice and I'm like, I want to be on this show. And then I show up and the fly looks better than the fucking show. Well, that's, and then that, I'm like, I mean, that's a different thing. Yeah. Wait a minute. You tricked me again, Instagram. Yeah, you made it... me think that I had a. a, a Boring, corny-ass life, and it's not true again, Instagram. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, that's a big thing in comedy, too. People are like, I was on this fire emoji, fire emoji show, and then you show up, and I'm like, I was there. There were four people there. And there were four people there. One of them was your mom. Um, let's just put things into perspective. Um, you walked off stage dick swinging. You definitely bombed. Let's just be honest about it. That's um, a lot. I was it's at true. You know what I did? I was at uh, Hartford, Connecticut. I was I yeah, did a show in yeah, Hartford. Yeah. Uh, it was called Hurtlarious. It was so Ooh. much fun. I love comedies. Oh, I, I I love being on shows where it's a bunch of women. What do you I think do about too. that? I do too. It feels like a free for all, and I love when like the lineup is predominantly female, but the crowd has got a good amount of men. Yeah, because then we're all just like ber- oh, just berating them with our material, and they're <laughs> they're it's like should we have a Q and A after to you clear up like, any questions? This is a vagina joke. This is a vagina joke. Here's my IUD. Here's him like, IUD. Mm-hmm. All these acronyms. I'm getting confused. You're like yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, I had a guy yell out in a show one time. He goes, "What's an IUD?" And I was like, it's saving your ass a lot, I bet. <laughs> like, yeah. in ways that you don't even know. Um, I was saying yeah. to Kim, uh, our videographer, uh, yesterday we were talking about condoms, right? I don't know yeah. where, where I came from. We're talking about condoms. And uh, this comedian, I don't know who he, I forgot his name, but what he said, and it was so hilarious. He was like, condoms protect you from catching feelings. And what do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that hilarious? And I was like, That's amazing. Shit, it's true. Please use your condoms so that you won't fall in love with these fuck boys. Yeah, please. well, I feel like girls need emotional condoms, right? Like you have to put a condom on it so you're not hypersensitive. To I need anything. a condom for yeah. my for my heart. I need a condom for my heart because I If you're listening now <laughs> Heart condoms. I need that because my emotions go, go a little crazy. I go really quickly to the love. Yeah. And I probably should not. I yep. get digmatized quickly. Ooh. You know what that is? Yeah, well, I do now. Like yeah. hypnosis. Yeah, we're like really penis. coining a lot of terms. Last time it was ten, <laughs> hashtag 10 dicks, hashtag heart condoms, hashtag digmatized. Heart condoms. I need a heart condom because my feelings go first. And then I'm like, bring me back my emotions, mother, because you don't even deserve them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the whole thing. That shit's chemical, though. I remember I um like when I was seeing somebody earlier this year. In mm-hmm. the beginning, I like kept it so in perspective, and I was like, "This isn't a long term thing. There's like an expiration date on it, and that's it. like it's a good for right now, you know, 
fine. And then like it was a couple months in and all of a sudden I was like, God damn it. Like it just you takes wanted... over you. But how, do, how just... does that happen? Why does that happen? Why does that happen? Why people say women can't like just have sex without emotions and then like we're all human. Yes, you can. But there's something in us that just, why can't I just... I think it was, I think it's emotional and I hate to say it, but I think a little bit of it is like logical too. Like women have better, no offense to our producer. He's wonderful, but women have (laughs) a better sense of like, this is good and let's continue and build on something that's good. And I think, but is it good? Right. Cause that's the thing. I I think the thing is men can part, can compartmentalize way better than we can because they're yes, like I agree. this is my hoe no you, you, you've you been my hoe this for 20 years you're still my hoe and then I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> I gave you my 20 years I think that I was your uh, at least your side piece oh. no you're my hoe you can't come to my funeral because my wife's there uh, uh, <laughs> but I'm taping my comedy special at my funeral you're not going to be there no I can't because you know my wife's there we talked about this in 96 we talked about this in 96 and now we're here in 2019 you still bringing this up like man I want to be able to be a man a little bit because they can just take their emotions out of it I want to learn how to play more mind games like it's I don't know I think men are more results oriented they keep a goal in mind they keep a goal in mind and just getting something done and getting something like women i do think it's sometimes to our fault we do let emotions get in the way or we let emotions cause us to overthink or second guess our instincts Mm -hmm. and i do admire how men can look at an issue as like black or white night or day like well this is just what it is this is just what needs to be done Um, i I remember there was like a guy i was seeing in high school and i was like why did it never well working on it but you know <laughs> you got um, a dick but yeah, I think you need yeah, balls I, I think that though, I think that is in the balls it's in the scrotum you know I need a scrotum like I need a scrotum because okay sorry go ahead okay if you're listening now please donate um, on our GoFundMe for Onika scrotum um, I cannot take it off I want to detach it because okay but, yeah you and I, we could tell we've had a week. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, I had I was dating a guy, I remember, in high school, and I was like, well, why did it never? And years and years later, we reconnected as friends, and he was like, oh, you were never going to be my girlfriend. Well, why? And I was like, why? And he's like, because I had just gotten out of a relationship, and I knew going in I shouldn't be in one. So I had already kind of told myself, this isn't a good idea, and I'm in no place for it in my life. So I'm like, really? Like, So you don't but know what changes. But shit changes. And, well, to his credit, if he's listening, you're a loser. But, um, oh, it, yeah, yeah, I hate him. <laughs> And he was like, he's like, no, I ended up regretting that. But he's like, I don't know. Like, I just went in knowing, like, that's not what I'm ready for. That's not what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I always say, like, you could be a, you could be a nice, juicy piece of filet mignon. Uh-huh. But if someone's craving McDonald's, they're going to pass you right up and drive right past you. Does that make any sense? Is that like metaphors crazy? Sometimes you want fries and a hamburger. Yeah. It's like what you're and it's like no fault on that restaurant. It's a five star restaurant and it's great. When I'm ready and I have the emotional budget to go and spend money there and spend currency there, I'm there. But for right now, all I really want is like get in, get out, drive through at McDonald's. I think that what we need to do as women, because this is empowerment. So this is the part of the um, podcast that's about empowerment. I think that as women, we need to play more games with these dudes. Like we need to like bait and you switch. You just called me a hater. And yeah, but just- <laughs> no, I'm not being a hater. I'm, ju- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to strategize right here. I'm trying to get our hearts together. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be bitter forever. I stand by what I said in the last episode that if I die alone with many, many animals and a lot of money, I'm okay. I'm not. My I am not. I would like to turn over and say, listen, Harold, 
What the fuck is going on with us? Tell me more about Harold. <laughs> I want to hear more about Harold. How does Harold look? What does he do for he's a living? A, he's a white guy, right? <laughs> because I have not had any of that yet in my life. And so, of course, he's a white guy because my emotional uh, um, <laughs> attachments have been to black men. And I want right. to punch Switch them. it up. Switch I want to punch them in the face. So Harold is an investment banker, but not a douchey one, okay. right? Okay. So he, he you know, and, and he's made his money in the stock market and in commodity commodities and then but wow. he loves African art right mm-hmm. so I'm like I look like Lapita right so he's like this <laughs> is me like he's like illuminate illuminate like every time he sees me he sees like an African like like Lion King right yeah. so Harold like loves me he's like ooh, ooh, ooh. and I'm like he's like you my woman and I'm like he and, worships you yeah and I'm yeah, like yeah, and, yeah. and you're my man Harold and then like we have this we have black love but he's white but we have black love, <laughs> love. and on the week and on the weekends you call him Harry because you know what he's not working yeah but Monday to Friday it's Harold it's Harold Rolled, you know what I'm trying to say know? but when we're doing yeah. it when we're doing it like when he's like it's like daddy going, it's, it's daddy but it's more like <laughs> it's like Poppy Chulo you know what I'm trying to say because 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 he's not racist, so we got to put some Spanish in there. You know what I'm trying to say? And I can't say anything else. That's, no, it's that's, okay. But I think so far, Harold's a good fit for you. Right. That's right. He is like the bomb. And yeah. like we go to Africa. We go on safari. Like And he doesn't Ooh. really have to go on safari because when we're having sex, it's like a safari. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because, because, I, don't, the- because I don't like wax. <laughs> All in all, I think this sounds promising. We just, you know what? What's that saying? Write your own story. That's it. That's what happened. No matter how much I try she to is. think I'm going to end up with something better, I'm probably going to end up with a Chad. Let's be honest. I'm going to end up with but a Chad. Chad. But Chad's going to be fine because let me tell you something about Chad. Let me tell you something about Chad. Yeah. Chad's going to love you, Brittany. Is he? Well, I mean, he may cheat on you a little bit with Megan. Because wow, I mean, Megan, that bitch, you know, she always got to come up. No matter where you are, <laughs> there's always a, a Megan. <laughs> There's a Megan or there's a Sarah that drops the H. There's a Sarah without the H. Okay, so wait now. Now, Megan's and Sarah's are going to want to punch us in the face, but c- tell me about Chad. Let's go. Chad, you know, um, how'd you guys like meet? Well, um, it, probably at like therapy. I feel like I'm on my way out of my appointment and he's on his way in and he sees me crying and he's like, it's okay, let it out. He did? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm writing the story now. Let's see, okay. let's see where it goes. Okay. And I'm like, that's right. And then I'm like, I need a drink. And he's like, I'll just get my appointment and we'll go have a midday rosé. And then oh, nice. Chad likes he's rosé. Well, that, I like, <laughs> listen, I like my men a little bit gay. Yeah, okay, I okay. like them like a little. I got somebody for you then. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know? And then we bond over our Hours of conversation. Um, by hour two, I realize he's funny, but he'll never be funnier than me. So he's perfect. Right. You know, and then he just tells me that he owns many, many companies. Doing um, what? Like in tech, probably. In tech. I want him also to have kids from a previous marriage. Because you don't like, want to have any? No, but I want him divorced so he's emotionally stable. Like he's accessed that part of himself emotionally before and he's not afraid to be what vulnerable. If, what if she died? His wife died of cancer. Even better. That's better because then he's Even better. lost. And he understands grief. And right. He, and he knows. So now he's, right. It's better to die. I want a yeah. man whose mm-hmm. outer layer has been worked down. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So yeah. we're just getting to the gooey. She has to die breast cancer that's the, only, that's the only way because let's yeah. be honest if she dies or leaves him at, no if she leaves him any other way it's not gonna look good right no matter how that story ends it's not now good you, now you the stepmom remember that movie the stepmom um, um, stepmom and um, with uh, Julia Roberts and then yeah. yeah you could be that you could be Julia Roberts that's, in this story that's what I want and he's like I'm starting my life over that's it I'm investing in organic pillows or something he's gonna and his companies are gonna be whack as fuck but it's okay because it brings the money in what about his bitchy daughter though um, well, she and I are not going to get along. I can already tell. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Her name is Megan. She's one. Of, she's a Megan as well too. She now she's gonna be like she's not my real mom, and I'm gonna be like I don't want to be. And she you know? died, and she died. So you should be lucky to have me. Exactly, exactly. And then, but then Ooh, like this in, is hard. <laughs> this is. But me and Chad are gonna vacation a lot, and probably have a house in the Hamptons. And um, he'll be willing. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll do date nights or whatever. Yeah. I just feel like all Chad- of you white people will be there, and I'll just be there. <laughs> <laughs> just like my real life. <laughs> okay. I think this is good. I think, okay, well, on that note, now that we figured out our futures, step into my crystal ball. I know his name's going to be Chad. You guys, I can't emphasize this enough. Give me a high five, girl. That's dope. That was that. That was improv. That was improv. You comedians, sit the (laughs) down. (laughs) And he's going to take my last name. And so he's going to be Chad Brave, a.k.a. the biggest square you've ever fucking met in your life. the LGBTQ community, y'all know that shit is gay too. Yeah, and it's saying. okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And on that note, we have a guest this week. I love you. I um. Oh, was, I have to take Jeez. a moment after that. You see how improv is? We all sweaty. Yeah. I feel like this is like in first grade when we used to play mash and build our lives, <laughs> like mansion, shack. Will he be? You ever play that game? No, I play flames. What's that? Friends, lovers, admirers, um, mates, and then you like like cut it. I was born in the 1600s. Okay, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, I still do mash now to make all my decision making. Um, anyway, so our guest this week. Let me do her justice. Let me pull myself together. Um, she is fantastic, gorgeous, talented. Badass bitch, singer, songwriter, musician, as well as a kick-ass music attorney. She's a jack of all trades. Um, she and I met through the music industry, and she has a wonderful EP out, her debut EP, Maria Amured, um, that chronicles domestic violence. Um, and she is she is a feminist light in this dark world. That was a terrible, but she a is a feminist light in this dark world. That's something Chad would say, but it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. That's something Chad would say. Um, but in all seriousness, um, Lexi is a soul sister, a sister of mine, and I'm so happy to have her. Please give it up for Lexi Todd. Yay! Yay. I fucked up your intro. I love you. I love you. I love you. I feel very not funny in comparison. (laughs) With that one, it's so many different directions, but here we are. As it does. Here we are. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh my God. Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lexi, Lexi, I know from my past life, I want to say. My past life as a music publicist, RIP those six years of my life. Can I say that you were my publicist? Yeah, yeah. I'll put it out there. Yeah, Brittany did some work for me. I did some work yeah. for her. Can you yes. do some work for me, but Brittany? No, sorry. No, I'm not doing any PR anymore. Okay, so I hate. I, I am out, out, out like a light. Good but for you. It was time. It was just time to realize, like, you could always go back into that pool. A lot of it sometimes is also, like, it was, like, financial security, too. And also, like, oh, I could do this, and I want to do this, and you're, I'm always going to love music, and I'm always going to love working with people in that capacity. But I think at some time, you just have to realize that part of your life is closed. Was that your – you? Were, did you work for a firm, or you was your – I was all over the place. I, I was, like – I was at Sony, and then I was at Columbia, and then I was at the Syndicate, which was an agency. Um, and then I went freelance and had my own business, which is how I got Brittany, you're only – you're still in your 20s. How did you yeah. do all that stuff? I don't waste time. Chad, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> the clock is ticking. Okay, no. Um, but I don't, you know, many, many lives. Damn, girl. She's an Aquarius, guys, just in case. You no, know. Yeah, you're a Leo, right? I'm a Leo. Oh, my God. Well, cancel Leo, so it's a lot oh, of... My daughter, my daughter is, a, is an artist, and she's a Leo. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Good you luck. Yeah, I'm right on the cusp. Okay. Ooh. When's your birthday? The 22nd? 23rd. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. But what's funny is I have a Leo tattoo mm-hmm. on my ankle that I got when I was drunk and studying abroad. But of course. And then the sign shifted. Oh, yeah. And so I am not actually a Leo, but technically. He, if you believe that the sign shifted. I don't. So then, now you're a Virgo? Well, now I'm a Cancer. Oh. But I have a Leo tattoo, so I don't know how that I, works. I think, I think but, just as an as a artist, you're probably a Leo. They, they, I think so, too. I hope so. But I considered putting, like, the cancer over top of a Leo, but there was no, because the cancer's the 69, and oh, the Leo's, yeah, yeah. like, the sperm, yeah. and, like, the, yeah, yeah. like, well, that would be seems like an implication. What a nice way to flirt. What a nice way to flirt. An orgy yeah. on her ankle. That yeah. might be okay. You think? Yeah. All right, there's still time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Here's, the <thing. laughs> Here's the thing. If you get a tattoo you don't like, now you have a story. It's either a tattoo or a story. Right. That's it. Right? True, because people are like, you're a Leo, and I'm like, well, maybe. Sort of. They changed it. Like, oh, you're really into astrology? I'm like, I was drunk. I was not drunk when I got my astrological sign tattooed on my neck. It's on your neck? Let me it's see. It's on my neck. Let me see. You see it? It's so tiny. Oh, oh I don't think I knew it's that. It's so tiny. I was not it's drunk. A, I wish I got it bigger because now it just looks like a tiny spider has nested itself on my neck. But it's okay. I'm an Aquarius. You know, I've gotten more into it since tattoo. Yeah. Really? So that, oh, well, yeah. The, like then I, I want to look into it. I mean, I have it. And then this sign shifted. And I was like, but what am I really? Yeah. And I really commit to the cusp thing. But I would like rather. Competing but that's good because at least you don't have a guy. So I have like my ex-husband's name on the back and, and my kid, only one of them. Because I have keloid skin and I was afraid to do another one. Right. And then, <laughs> so black people, oh, shout out to black never, people. Did and they so, bring it up? Like, <laughs> like, but I'm the one that's tattooed. So, no, because I'm you know so dark. With me. I'm so dark. That you can't even see it okay. anymore. So I was yeah. like, <laughs> shout out to being black again. Here we go. Because you can't even see it. So thank you, God, for black people because I, like, I made that decision at 21 and I was like, why did I do that? And I just sat there like a fool. And then we broke up, but he has like tattoos of everybody. And then he had my name on him. And then, oh, and then he put like a flower on top of me. <laughs> I was like, what a bastard you are. I got two children and stretch marks, motherfucker. What a- okay, sorry. Let's talk I about you. <laughs> I um I didn't know you had that tattoo. That's amazing. I got mine my mom and my mom and grandmother drew mine. So it's not oh, totally nice. Yeah, that's sweet. It's a little bit of something. But but oh, I know I know the reactions like, from people. if you want to tattoo yourself. You know? Yeah. Right. Do you get reactions though whenever you have an astrological sign tattooed on you? Do you ever get cause people always go like, ow and I'm like, listen. Yeah, for sure. And same with my other tattoo is like this bird, you know, just like I just wanted a bird. Yeah. There's no real like I don't have a story, really. Well as someone who also has a tattoo, all of us here have tattoos. Yeah. Like they they inherently are pretty stupid like and i have one and i would get another one but it's like any any decision you make to like modify your body permanently it's gonna change you so it's never like a oh you definitely needed to do that i mean i have a few friends that spin the wheel like go to the tattoo parlor spin the wheel get whatever the hell it is they're just bored they got some funny ridiculous stuff though because once you commit to like you know, all tattoos are actually kind of silly because people put all this thought into it. But, you know, like at the end of the day, you don't even know what it's going to look like. No. Then they, you know, wild shit happens. Wild shit shout, out, shout yeah. out to Black Ink, right? Yeah. That's a whole yeah. show. <laughs> shout out to Black Ink. That's so true. Um, so, yeah. So, Lexi and I met Music Industry Days. Um, we were actually connected through, we were connected around this time last year, I feel, maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah. It's been, I was just thinking about that mm-hmm. when I saw the podcast, actually. I was like, holy shit, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers yeah. to us. Yes. So that. I want to be in that toast. Cheers. Cheers. For real. And actually, do you know that this is next door to Maria's? 
Like Maria's is no red, way. and I didn't realize until I got here. And I called her. I was like, oh. I'll come over after. We should have like, had Maria. All right. Yeah, we'll have Maria on she's another probably episode. She's lawyers. I don't know. She's at work or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, so my close friend Maria, um, she was in a pretty violent, both verbally and physically relationship during yeah. the time that we were the closest because we were in law school. Mm-hmm. So I'm also an attorney, but, you know, I'm an artist first. But what kind of, but, law, what kind of law do you practice? Music. Oh. Yeah, yeah um, so I'm a music attorney, entertainment time. attorney mm-hmm. um, by day and then artist in all the other in between moments. Mm-hmm. Um, artist first, though. I love that you said that. First. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I usually introduce myself as like, I'm a musician. And then like, and now you know, you're your own financer. Because then people try to tell me like, oh, you know, copyrights. There are two copies. I'm like, oh, so I'm a, I'm a music attorney. So like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know my shit. <laughs> I'm like, also, no, but don't come at me. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're wrong. Set the um, fuck down. But yeah, okay. that happens yeah. every <laughs> time. But anyway, Maria, um, yeah, she was going through a really hard time. And I had this really interesting role in the relationship because we were so close and during law school things are just really weird like you're living with these people because you're studying with them and so you're really close he was also a law student and I was just thrown in the middle a lot of the time like literally and and you know so you were friends with both of them I wasn't friends with him okay ah that's not common thread Mm -hmm. no not but you know I was called over in the middle of the night because like he wouldn't let her in or you know like all of that crazy bullshit like mm-hmm. she's out in the snow Power without taking. shoes and yeah. like and then I have to mediate because she wants to go back and she wants to go back in the house even though I'm like I live around the block but you know I had to mediate that and so that kind of went on for however long it did and then when finally she got out of it I told her I, I had already written some songs about it because I was writing about it the whole time that's what I do when you know when process, you're a songwriter process, yeah. yeah like and anybody who anybody in my life is fair game and I don't really tell them that's that not, until that's like, how comedy, comedy is comedy is too <laughs> they get so right. actually I never I'm thought sorry. about that yeah it affects me I know it's your shit, but what? How am I supposed to do this energy wise? I have also, to like, give it up. What out. am I supposed to make jokes about? What am I supposed to write songs about? Like, right. Other than my life, like right. I don't understand comedians that aren't autobiographical comedians. Like I'm like, like I like the observation comedy is a cool thing, but I'm like yeah. everything that I produce comes from something that impacted me or that I experienced. So when dudes are like, "Are you going to write a joke about me?" I'm like, "I don't know." Depends it's on probably. what that dick is. Probably. Depends on probably. That. Yeah, depends on that. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. I write yeah. a joke about everything in my right. life. Mm. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but so she was okay with me releasing these songs, and then she was okay with me literally using her name in the title. And until that EP was released, I was like dragging, I felt awful because I was kind of dragging her through this, you know, like it was mm-hmm. preventing her from fully healing because I was creating this entire project about it. And oh, wow. she yeah. was super involved in that process. You know, her brother did the cover art, and oh, wow. she kind of like, tweaked certain things and gave me advice on recording, et cetera. And when it came time to film the music video, I needed someone to play the person that he cheated on her with because obviously he cheated as well. It was all part of the, the oh, saga. Emotional and she yeah. volunteered to play that woman. And so Damn, that woman? Yeah. She volunteered. You think, you think that that was, you think that well, help was helpful? That's badass. To that would be, I would that's be That's why sick. she wanted to do it because she was like, fuck yeah. And it's an actor, obviously. Like, uh-huh. you know, but... Um, a very attractive actor, which kind of like helped. Yeah. But whatever. So we're filming it in my apartment and exactly as you predict, it's, it's total overwhelm for her. Yeah, I'm I would be down. And then sick. here I am like, I am the worst fucking friend. Like not only am I writing this entire EP about your experience, you're not even the artist. I'm the artist and I'm dragging you through this. But now you're like volunteering to be this involved in it. And you're ugh, like, cause yeah. it's bigger than it, so. any one person though. This yeah. is a thing. Like, and then it took forever to get out because it had to be done right. And so of course. when 
I finally started bringing people into the mix. They were like, you have to do it in October. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And then, like, I wanted to bring in the right people to have the right connections and plan the right release show. And so that kept dragging on, dragging on, dragging on. When it finally came time, I think she was so ready for it to be over that she has said to me, like, when it finally was released, that was the ultimate Healing. Like that, was the, that was the moment. I yeah. love that. Oh, so I got Which, some stories for you. You want to? You want to? Yeah. You get, we can do it over a biggie beat. I'll do the PR. I'll do the PR. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got some story. I got some hood shit for you. Okay, okay let's do it. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. down. Damn. I need some new material. Yeah. Wow. Right now, I'm writing happy songs because I'm happy, and it's like it's fucking do you, weird. Uh, do you feel uh, like that helped her? get closure like now that something... I hope so do you think that people really get closure I think you just gotta let people have it like fuck it cause I've tried to get closure for as long as I remember and then something just happens inside of me it just wells back up and it's like it's the same day that yeah. it happened yes yep. no I I relate to that I still have days every now and again like two years removed that I'm yeah. I'm randomly having very very vivid vivid not good yeah. flashbacks to, to parts of that relationship. I don't think closure's a thing. I think it's like, well, I think that we have come to accept closure as you never think about it, you never feel it. It's closure. It's a door that's closed. But like and doors, that's not, and yeah. that's not it. It's the doors are meant to be unlocked again and opened and sometimes they're half open, half closed. It's almost like when you open. open that door, you're like, you're okay about it. You know, yeah. you're, com- you're more composed. Or because you, how, you know, like, that, you but how do you on it without- ever be okay with dom? But violence, right? Because think about it. It's like someone just got emotionally, like, I don't know, raped. Just, yeah. how does that ever be okay? Yeah. That's that's never going to be okay. That You can manage it. Right. You can feel a little okay about it some days. But what... Most people that are that are have been d- domestic in, in in those relationships, there's never a time that it's going to be a situation where you're saying... All right, I fully trust myself to never do this again. Oh, yeah. Right, so there's no closure in it. And I think that women, we do that a lot to each other. So you need to just forgive that. You need to just let it go. How? I'm not saying hard. Or they do the opposite. And you're like, he cheated, you're out. And if right. you don't leave that relationship, I'm not going to talk to you again. Oh, that's, that is such. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's oh. happened. Right? Never again should he ever. The fact that you are even trying to work on it. I lost all respect for you. I, I lost, lost all, all respect, respect for you. For you. Get out. I can't, be, I can't be in your life if he's in your life. Goodbye and forever. And I'm like, oh, cool. What happened to fucking unconditional love and friendship? That like A close friend of mine recently told me, and I had no idea that I'm her only friend anymore. Because, yeah, because people get yeah, sick of hearing your stories. She got married to the person, right? Yeah, yeah. People get sick of hearing your stories. Mm-hmm. As yeah, a as a, I mean, as a like, victim, so you gotta like this. You said this last our last podcast. You yeah. said don't leave your friends because no. sometimes it's the only damn friend that you have. You might be the last person and the person that could like legitimately save their life. Like right. if they're in a predicament with this person, I mean, if they're a bad friend, different story. Absolutely, but, like, yeah. That's neither here nor there. Being sick of their stories is not. That's not an excuse. That's no. crazy. You know, no. But but what happens oftentimes? Like just just playing devil's advocate you don't want to see your friend go through stuff like that but but you know sometimes that's what it you know oh. yeah, yeah I, I know i didn't say us i, I didn't say I, there was no is. sentence but you guys know what no, i mean I know what no mean. no totally <laughs> totally totally i um so how and i'm just curious and i i would love to have maria on and i think that every like dv victim survivor should tell their own story thousand percent i'm just curious how quickly did she like disclose abuse to you like how, how how when were you made aware that's what my like biggest because I, it took me a while i kept it hush hush mm-hmm. 
And then people would see us verbally fight in public. And then sometimes it would be so bad. They'd be like, he's not hitting you, right? And then I would have a hard time lying over. Right. You know, it's like it was a slow drip for me. So I'm just curious. Honestly, I don't remember. But I think Maria was unique in that she kind of very soon after it started getting serious, whatever serious was to her. Was to her. Right. Whatever serious was to her, she told me. Because I don't ever remember. There was certainly a time where, you know. I was convinced he was great. She was really happy. I can't remember how long that period of time was. Yeah. It yeah. didn't seem like Extremely very long. Extremely happy, though. It seemed like it's this like, much it's time. It's like Jekyll and Hyde, like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, out of, the boom, out, of, out of nowhere, it's like, boom, he's evil. And then, like, I remember the relationship being this, and, like, this much was happy. And I don't remember mm-hmm. when she told me about it. But Of course, yeah. So what's the name but of the first song that you wrote about this? Is the it a- first song is called Complacent. Mm. Oh. It's wow. an incredible EP. Um. Yeah. And what? And please explain. Thank you. So complacent, as you can imagine, is about getting used to the circumstances in the way that they are. And so, mm-hmm. in the particular context of the relationship, real, you know, getting used to the new normal. The new normal being full of what the fuck is wrong with you? You're worthless in terms of emotional abuse. But then also, you know, getting pushed when you talk back, or like you know, the little things. And this is when it's still you know, at a point where it, it's sustainable, you know, like you didn't leave and maybe you haven't told anyone yet. Right. You're just complacent with what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first one I wrote, actually. That's when I wrote at this little writing camp thing I was at. And so... You told me about this. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, it was a weird... It was a weird way for this song to come about because it was a mixed crew of people who had never written before. Okay. And we were all put into groups. And I was like, I have this thing that I cannot stop thinking about. I almost didn't make it here because I, you know, I was dealing with this. And like, I cannot write a song that's not about this right mm-hmm. now, pretty much. And, you know, yeah. So that was the first song that came out. The second song is called Open Wounds. That song was actually, and a lot of people don't know this because I haven't really opened up about this, but that song started as autobiographical. Oh, wow. And then when I realized I was writing an EP about Maria... I plugged it into that, and it was a lot easier for me to say that this whole EP was about Maria. But it's not. But it, but it wasn't. And so that song was, is about specifically verbal abuse and how verbal abuse gets, you know, kind of pushed under the rug. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone's like, I got hit, and then someone's like, I get told I'm a piece of shit every single day. You, you, know, that you think you're a bitch when people call you a bitch yeah. every goddamn day. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. maybe I am a bitch. Mm-hmm. Or someone says you're crazy. It seriously. You yeah. Know? It's like, well, did he hit you? Doesn't no. have to, because those but, wounds don't even heal. Yeah. So that's why it's open. Yes. And oh my God. So that song started. I would, you know, at the time, was dealing with a lot of that and feeling worthless. And I have never been that. That and everyone says that. I'm sure. I never was that person where I no, thought no. that like I would start thinking that I was like. Yeah, people say shit all the time, and people have always said shit throughout my life, you know. Um, but I never thought that it would affect me in a way that I like was buying into it a little bit mm-hmm. and so that I wrote that song to kind of just like keep me in check keep myself in check and realize like no this is abuse yeah call it abuse. what it is this is abuse you're not worthless you know and so I wrote that song and then you oh. know as Maria was still going through it I realized okay I'll plug that song in there because at the end of the day I'm a oh, business person and you know I realized it that's where it belonged and then the last song is called Extra Key it's the song where she finally leaves and Extra key? Extra key. Mm-hmm. The the hook is like, she used to leave an extra key outside in case you'd come. But the next time you come looking, it's going to be gone. Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know what's so crazy about the, 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 
the second song, Open Wounds, I was just talking to uh, one of our co-producers, Kimberly, and she was like, you know, you got to be really careful who you let talk to you because people say stuff just to just to like do a little dig to see where they can get. You got to be careful with what you say, too. And that's something I'm realizing I try to be super conscious of my words when I'm singing and when I'm performing. You know, mm-hmm. the banter in between songs, sometimes I plan it out beforehand, sometimes I don't, but I know, you know, I know roughly what I want to say. Yeah. In real life, you know, who knows what's coming out? And I've yeah. realized, like, I need to be a lot more careful about that because I'm really self-deprecating. And, right. You know, why do I do that? You know, I'm telling to, myself all the time. To make other people feel okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, or, or the opposite. Like, you know, why am I hating? Because I'm feeling shitty today because I spilled wine on myself or like whatever it is. You know, Mm -hmm. why am I hating on other people? But yeah, words. Oh my God. Words suck. Oh, wait. Your voice is exquisite. Mm -hmm. I said I wasn't going to sing, but (laughs) (laughs) something, but yeah, that's something about this, like this environment. It's Mm -hmm. just so girl power. Yeah. And you just got to remove your ego and just allow it to be, right? Because yeah. this is so, yeah. so important. No, I feel that. I mean, I'm a, I am told you I'm a little sick and like drinking the wine, but I feel that with you guys. Yeah. You know, you're funny. You're really fucking funny. But Thank you. What you're doing. Look, I took like, it myself. I took yeah, it myself. Yeah, you took it. But <laughs> people always say don't joke about this or don't joke about that, but I totally agree with you. Sometimes, That's yeah, sometimes you need from. to. That's what music comes from. A lot of it stems from pain, yeah. and I'm so glad that you that you did that for for not for Maria because it's not just for Maria. You got to change the battery, Kim. Kim, um, oh. right? Not just for Maria, but for women, right? Because yeah. like you started talking about that, and immediately I my body language was like close up, close up. You got to protect yourself, and and that just leads to your own what you just said about closure too. You know, yeah. it's like it's like you're still trying to protect yourself in some kind of way. And for you to be able to be the onlooker and and give that energy to the world, like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Extra key. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, there are so many women. Brittany, please chime in. Yeah. But there are so many women that sit there and complacent, right? Yeah. Right? Most of us. As women, we're told you got to be nice. Let people go before you. Yeah. Don't take more than one. Don't be self. Don't be self. Oh, you're too much. Don't be too yeah. much. Don't be too yeah. extra. loud. Was always my thing. Don't be too loud. Don't I be was, this. Yeah, I had that a lot. In and my now last I speak quietly. Yeah, and that's partially because I'm a vocalist and I'm trying not to waste things. But I don't know. Maybe it's subconsciously because I was like, "You're too loud. You're too loud." My whole life, I was I, told I was too loud. I still, uh, to this day, will be like, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. When I try to point things the, out, no, I still do it all the right, time. And people in put work, that in you. Who put that in you? Somebody told you that shit, and that's not even true. It's not true, but it's like even in like everyday things or work things, I'm like, hey, so this really felt uncomfortable, or this wasn't right, or I don't think this person should be. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm crazy. I might be crazy. Maybe. I'm, maybe I'm not. And it's like, oh my god, that's like now ingrained in me to like yep. not trust my own devices or think right. that like just because I have an emotion that's anything more than like happy, yep. go lucky, and pleasant, I'm fucking crazy right. kind of thing. And like I now the, the one thing I've leaned into, my my ex is always like, yeah, get so much all the time. Because he couldn't take your personality. Well, because he couldn't take it, and also because like it was someone who was fighting back with him, and it wasn't some like. 
It wasn't someone who was demure or submissive or whatever. Like halfway through my relationship, I started hitting him back too. I was like, you know what? I don't know who the fuck you think you are. Or like, I'll destroy your fucking life too. My ex was like that a little bit. He was like, like, you see how my personality is. It's like always on. And it was like a little too much for him. And what I would do is I would like censor myself. And what my girlfriend said, and I didn't even know I was doing it. And one time my girlfriend was like, he had came in and I was like, I'm like, I'm animated. You'll see me on stage. I'm yeah. like a fucking nut. Right. And she said, look at this. The clown has sat down. Yeah. And wow. then I was like, shit, yo. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about the opposite? So I'm a music attorney by yeah. day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm naturally a pretty calm, composed person. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of who I am. That's what I try to like. That's what I practice. I try to be cool as a cucumber and that's sort of my style as an attorney but being in a male dominated industry I've had to do the opposite instead of toning myself down I've had to kick it up you gotta turn up I think so but you gotta turn up because they man is that the same thing am I like turning into another person or is that just a natural reaction am I doing no it's called in your environment you gotta you, you can't like allow your environment to to succumb you and I think it's called like leveling up I don't think that there's leveling one... up I like that it's leveling, leveling up, up. that's and a it's... good one hashtag leveling up yeah, don't steal our shit no. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag skinny pop okay um, no. <laughs> unofficial official them. sponsor you're welcome right, you have an attorney um, you have an attorney exactly okay. um, I, it, it's um, I don't think there's one mode for every scenario so I think the most successful people can be chameleons within reason mm-hmm. kind of thing so I know moments when I have to also take a fucking backseat like gotta, I know especially when you got how alpha people you gotta like absolutely I know moments when I'm like this is a moment to be quiet quiet doesn't mean weak quiet just means quiet like my opinion isn't eaten in this environment um, but it's the same thing in comedy and I feel like female comedians are always like wait I was talking about sex or this or and it's like yeah well I'm in a male dominated industry like um, if you can get up the uh, uh, straight white male comedian do tell me what topics are off topic for you or off table for you. Right. Tell me what's taboo for you. Tell me what wouldn't work for you. And like your box of comedy and your box of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's like as a female comedian, it's like I, I I have to play by your rules, right? You could talk about whatever the fuck you want on stage. So can I. And, and yes, it is my pussy or my birth control or my abortion or my you domestic. You got to talk it. What's going on with you? With me? Just like for whatever's going on with you is that you cry every time you masturbate. Congrats, Chad. Like, really? you know, like whatever. Chad, Chad, he would. He would. He would. You would let Chad masturbate I'm not there when he masturbates. I'm not coming to your house. It's okay. It's our Hamptons weekend cancel. I'm not doing it. I'm surprised you didn't think Brad, though, no good Brad brave. Mm, I have to be the only one with an alliteration. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not coming. To- <laughs> I'm not- if Chad <laughs> masturbates and cries, I'm not coming because Harold. Let me tell you something about Harold. Why would you be around Chad when he's masturbating but or I, crying? I know because now I know this, and now like when we're having dinner, I'm going to be thinking about that. And I'm so my thought is Harold and I we don't want to deal with that. So Harold, I know these is white people, and this is how y'all act sometimes. But this is it's all the, over dinner. This is not the African way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my bow and arrow. We getting the fuck out of here, okay? How are you coming? Yes or no? And he's like, "Of You're course I'm coming." He's like, "Of course I'm coming." And he's like, "Alimbale, Alimbale, Alimbale," and that's gonna be the music. And somebody is gonna be like, uh, "What if the- Chad's black? Can I make Chad?" No. No, he name, wouldn't be. Name no. a goddamn Chad that's black. Be, but I do think Chad and Harold brothers. 
know. Yeah, at the end, I think that's the plot twist of the story. He's their brother. Yeah, I think so. So what happened? So I know what happened because we're sisters. No, well, Harold got sent to um. Work at uh, we Greenpeace. We're off Greenpeace. <laughs> we so he, he, he fell in love with like all these little African children, and then I looked like them, especially when I cut my hair. Like, and he was like, "Wait, you know those little babies that the, the UNICEF kids?" And he was like, "She looks like a hot UNICEF kid," and then and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Onika, have you been planning this the whole week? And you're just like, I'm gonna no. drop it down on the pond. No. That's that's how I'm. That's how I know that God gave me comedy because it just like comes, and so that's what happened. I feel it, the way about songs. People are always yeah. like, "What's your creative process?" I'm like, God, it just comes to me. God just like, comes. Like the shower says, helps. I don't know if you guys if the jokes. I come take in the showers. Shower. I take showers. Uh, I, I mean, I do. Yeah. But my songs come in the shower. No, you A know lot. my shot. You know when my my jokes come. All day, but they really come if I meditate. If I meditate, really, oh my god! Because we clear so it I, all. So I meditate and then I write. Right, so I do free writing. It's just morning writing. So then yeah. I write, and by the time I get to like the end of my first page, like I have like jokes there. It's always there. So if you do it every day, yeah. Yep. Well, I think we all communicate and think in in mediums. Like so, like for you, it's like whenever you're feeling something impactful and it's like calling to you in some way. Like the form that you put it in is a song, and the form that we put it in is a joke. joke. Yep. Yeah, it's just what it is. And it's like for me, it's like my meditative time is every time I'm working out. Like oh, if I work out, you get lulled. I get like it's mm-hmm. it. I'm never more mentally clear, and like I will find tags or punchlines to joke that I've been bashing my head into a wall for months, like being like, I can't get the stroke right, I can't get the stroke right, or something will come to me out of the clear blue sky. Like, so that's what it is for me. Or when I'm upset, like, like grand emotions, even when they're shitty and fucking terrible, do produce good art. Like they do. I said that the camera. I said as a as a as a comedian. Yeah, you got to be going emotionally up and down, up and down. Yeah. And songs too, I think. Yeah, I think for artists, it's for you know musicians, it's more expected. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think comedians, it's probably harder to you know tap the into same. the really. I think angry, it's the same. Really? No, because people piss me off all the time. But let me tell yeah. you, today, right? I was working on this joke about global warming. Mm-hmm. I, and that's how I, there's comedy gods. I saw, I saw this kid. She, he had like a little sign on a train or whatever. This little uh, Korean kid. I know that he was Korean because his face. Okay, what? So, um. <laughs> And it said, it said, it said, our mother's on fire, right? And it was like a picture of the earth. And I was like, the earth is having a hot flash. Yeah, yeah. the earth is in yeah. menopause. Yep. Yeah. That's not fucking oh, gold. That's so good. That's not hilarious. <laughs> like, that's how my yep. brain goes. Like, that's Experience why it's so cranky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it's you. It's why it's so cranky. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, and I also think for comedians, it's often like, well, how could you joke about that? How can you not? How can you not? It's not, I don't know. I think we got used to like jokes being like 101 bathroom jokes to read right. while on the toilet. Right. And it's like, no, like if I'm talking about something on stage in front of a room of 300 strangers, I must obviously want them to hear something or yeah. know something. When I first started comedy, or, I wrote jokes. They didn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. See, I was the opposite. Mine were, I started stand-up specifically versus, like, improv and acting. I started stand-up after my relationship. Because domestic violence pulled you into comedy. It pulled me in. I was like, because there was no improv. You still hide behind a character. Sketch, you hide behind a character. 
and not the melody, you, like music you hide behind a melody by any means or anything. But like, there's you nothing hide behind more, a like, persona too. So many artists do. So many yeah. artists. So many comedians do too. So yeah. many comedians are douchebags on stage, but in real life they're wonderful right. or vice versa. They're like, you know, really safe and whatever on stage. But after you're like, oh, she's awful, you know. But <laughs> it's about stand up is like just it's uh it's so it's more raw than the other forms of comedy. Yeah. And I just like the only way I knew how to tell people in my life what was going on in the relationship was always like through a, a filter of comedy. And they were like laughing and feeling guilty for laughing. And then that's oh, no. when I was like, don't feel guilty. Just like, laugh. Just, just laugh. Like it's helping me. Tell it. Right. And that's it. So I think my first joke was about my boyfriend punching me in the face or something. It was. I was like, you meet someone named Brittany, you either want to take them to the mall or punch them to the face. Or, and if you're my ex-boyfriend, you got to do both. And like, but like it would always get... I know. And Onega looks sad. But, like, believe it or not, I used to open with it. Young comedians don't do that. But it's okay. Um, it's a, I used to open with don't it, like, hey, 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 hey. Like, a little bit need a palate cleanser. But, um. That's a like, lot. It was like, you either want to have you know, punch me in the face. If you're my ex, you got to do both. Lucky guy. Hey. Like, whatever. And, like, you and know. People that are going through that. Like, so, so, Maria, right? Yeah. You're still friends with her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not with that guy. No. Can you tell not. us the story about how she got out? Out, yeah. So it's not how the song goes. The song makes it seem like Maria finally realized how awful it was and that she was better than that and that she took the key away. But that's not what happened. Actually, he eventually just decided he needed other women. And stopped answering her and completely left her high and dry with the apartment and the rent. And stopped, stopped answering her. And, yeah. you know, that was not how I wanted to end the story for the EP. You know, that's not how I wanted to end. It's like Maria's story. You, you know, wanted for, it to be triumphant. And, you know, you can think whatever you want of that decision. I wanted it to be triumphant. Exactly. And I wanted yeah. people to listen to the EP knowing that this is... During Domestic Violence Awareness Month that I'm releasing this EP, I had this whole event that was, you know, the profits went to the NCADV. And, like, mm. I did not want to release an EP that ended with, like, and then he left and so she had to get over it. Like, oh, she's yeah. getting over it. Yeah. She's probably still right. getting she's, over she'll it. She'll never, sure. Like, she'll. No, because think about it. Once once you yeah. once you pull on energy away, you keep looking for that energy. Right. Yeah. No, you're completely right. And what's I almost said what's funny, and then I thought about it you guys. And like, it is funny. So, so many of the people, I don't know why. It's just how the universe is working. Maybe it's because she is still looking for that energy. So many of the people she's going on these dates with, even though they're through dating apps like everyone else, the odds are they end up being the like, same dude. The, yep. Yeah. Of course, you know same why? Because you will it. The same dude. You will yeah. it. Let me tell you something. You know, so but funny. But cut it off after the first date. Right. But, but, the smart, thing, but, yeah. you, but you will it to yourself. So what will happen is you'll date the guy that you don't find really attractive because it's safe, right? He's never going to be able to abuse me because I don't even like him like that, right? So, but are you really moving on? Or are you really no. fulfilled? Or are you really deserving the best, getting the best? Right. right. And then when you get the guy that is like making the palpitations of your heart and he's like, he's showing the signs of an abuser. 
And that's why you yeah. need your friends. You need to be like, listen, Brittany, this is going on. And like, I hate that guy. And I'm like, <laughs> we did that recently. Yeah, yeah. we did. Good. We yeah. did recently yep. do that. Yeah. Because- I like, like cut off a first day because he was like binge drinking. He was like three or four drinks ahead of me. And it gave me such flashbacks of my ex that I was like, this is not, I was like, I'm going to leave. Yep. And he's like, yeah. I was like, just, you know, do what you do tonight. Get home safe. That's did it. Did you feel, did you feel it, empowered after that? Yeah, absolutely. You got to have those mirror talks like, girl, I am there for you. I am looking out for you. Yeah. I got your back. And then sing songs to yourself that's what i do i like i like i like love on myself in a way yeah that's that's more romantic i mean masturbation yeah but because i'm I'm a little abusive in the masturbation okay so anyway focus on nika focus 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 okay but I love on myself. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I love on my, I'm a be- I'm 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 a domestic violence survivor as it relates to my masturbation life. But in real life, when I'm talking to myself in the mirror, I'm like, you got to be softer. Yep. Because what happens is you bring that stuff to you, that stuff to yourself. Yeah. That that you know, Brittany, you're doing too much. You're being too much. You're doing all yeah. that stuff. You are abusing yourself. So when you get yep. somebody that comes in, you think that that's self-love and now you got this dude yeah, doing you the think same it's thing the you're norm. doing to you. It almost feels like congruent. Like if you've been talking negatively to yourself inside your head and then somebody else is doing it to you externally, it's like a weird validation. You're yeah, like, oh, you're, you're right. right. I am a piece of shit. I, I always you're thought right. I was. I yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know. For, yeah. Right. yeah, the little voice in your head is like, oh, someone agrees with me. That's why you got to be yeah. so gentle with yourself like it's it's like you have to do you have to baby yourself like no that's not no why is that right and that's that's not right that's what these relationships showed us like I don't know but it showed me like how much in my life I truly was unhappy with it showed me like how poorly I was really living my life and not doing what I should be doing you know because it's like if I allowed this in my life what else would I allow so it's like trying to to turn it over but something you said that I I love this like ending the the ending song of your ep being very triumphant and maybe okay maybe that's not if you had to recite the story that's not factually what happened that's the part of that's the difference between someone who's not an artist and an artist right i think and that's i think what onika and i are trying to do with comedy and what you're trying to do with music you're you have an audience in mind you have helping someone else through it in mind so if that means you have to like it's not even bending the truth it's telling the story in a different way you're doing it for the greater good. The greater the good. The greater good. So it's like, did that really happen? Like, yes, it did. Maybe I exaggerated it a little bit on stage, but I'm trying to get a point across. I'm trying right. to get through to people. And how many people, people have EPs on domestic violence? It should be a lot Nobody. more. It Nobody. It should be a lot more. Oh, no. But, like, well, I'm not going to end Daniel this one. Okay. Well, Tracy Chapman has, um, what is it, Behind the Wall? Do yeah. you know that song? Yeah. The acapella know. song? Did That's what we're see? starting this episode with. Are we? Or Alexi's music. You should. Alexi's music. We'll do both. Anyways. It got to be something up tempo. Maybe we'll close it out with well, it. Behind the walls, not. The, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's on. It's, it's, it's a look, crier. Yeah. It will make you. You cry. know what it, it is though, because we want. Because the way we want to do this is we want to let every woman know that you can trust yourself. Yeah, you can trust yourself. And what what happens eventually? You have your own back. You've had it the whole time. You just didn't realize it, but you've had it the whole. Time and I understand that people can like, especially predators. They can they can go in a room and they can see the victim and they can see your holes and they can see you know how they can yep. you know manipulate you. But you know who needs to see those holes first? You. You. Yep. you need to see them first because once you see them, you can start working on them. What it is, is that we don't work on that stuff and then we 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 go to people and we say fix these things inside of me. But those people. 
hurt people hurt people. So what's yeah. going to end up happening is somebody is going to be the victim of that exchange. Yeah. Because that's what my ex-husband and I, we both came from really damaged childhoods. Mm-hmm. So we kind of bonded on being together. I was like, okay, so I'm going to have mm-hmm. your back mm-hmm. and you're going to have my back. Mm-hmm. And then eventually what happened is that we just attacked each other. Yeah. We just attacked like, each uh, other because we were both hurt. Yeah. We were both hurt and yeah. we didn't know how to heal that. And we couldn't, you can't heal you with someone else. No. People don't heal you. Yeah. I think it happens. I mean, I've, I'm a serial relationship person, like serial monogamous. Is that what they call them? People I think so. that like No 10 dicks. Hashtag. I have, well, I haven't counted. I was listening to that on the way here. And I'm like, oh. actually, I have no idea what my number is either, but we're not going to go there again. Three, three, three. Three. I got three. Ten. Three. Ten. three. Three. That was three. across. It's three. And Brittany has three, but, too. So, y'all. Three. I have negative ten this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Hell yeah. Masturbation hashtag. You're not, I fall asleep. I truly. Uh, I'm I just, tired of masturbating. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. doing it anymore. Forget I'm, it. Like, I'm just going to go to bed. Anyways. I'm just going to bed. In, I my, um, in my limited dating experience, it's always been what ends messy. What starts messy ends messy. Oh. It's always been. so you can't so, t- stop, stop taking women's men. That's the problem. Well, no, for but me, it, it was I was, <laughs> and I, you know, I was considering whether to admit this here, but I think you're right that often, you know, you if you're subject to abuse at any point in time, at some point you lash out and maybe you give it back and whatever form that manifests. But I was in a relationship, and I cheated on the person. I completely cheated, and not only cheated, but like left a family event. With another guy and never went back, kind of thing. It was yeah, like, that, yeah, but we're that done. That other like, guy had good dick. I just like, have right? to say, I've never been with yeah, yeah, It was worth so I mean, Sometimes, what happens, sometimes yeah. you get hypnotized. <laughs> you were hypnotized. That's yeah. not even your fault. No, listen, but I just want to say there's a part of Violently Funny Podcast that endorses that behavior. Like, no, there's a little bit of me that's no, like, I love you for that. Wait till you hear how the story ends because the good dick and I dated for how many years? Three years, whatever. And. Uh, there were some messy points on and off there, it whatever. Was back shots, at like, the was end, it back shots, like- <laughs> yes, at the end, it was back shots. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Be careful of a concussion. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you meant by back shots. <laughs> I know what you mean by back shots. So those back shots too. There's sometimes uh, this, this sound, this sound, this get a good sound. Rhythm. You ever get when you're in a hotel and you hear two people fucking and it's bad and it's like. <laughs> and then it stops and you're like, oh, they're tired. Nope, they're not done. <laughs> and then this, ladies, this rhythm. Wait, yeah, what no. is this? That's he's old. Old. He's, he's old. trying he's not old. to finish. He's, he's old. old. He's, yeah. old. He's, doing, he's doing male kiggles. But when it's a straight like. When it's this. This is time for endurance. Business. That's endurance. Okay, we're not here to nuance this. Stop banging the table, Woo, bastard. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Sorry. so if you're jealous that your roommate might be having sex, it might not be good if it falls oh into one yeah, of those rhythms. so funny. Okay, okay. so um, you cheated. What happened? Oh, what happened was... You cheating bastard. It's my friend's, birth- okay. it's my friend's birthday, right? <laughs> we're all at a bar, so on and so forth. I can't find this guy anywhere, and he's... Cheating on me in front of everyone at my friend's Whoa, birthday party with his ex girlfriend. What, what do you Karma. mean cheated? Were they having sex? No, were they, were they, were, they were clearly about to, and like it seemed as if this was an established thing. And so I do the awful women thing, and I wait in the women's bathroom for her. Obviously, y'all couldn't have a story. I have a story. I have a story. No threesome. Don't 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 
go, go, Wait, go. letter, letter, letter. Go. Yes, yes. What'd you do? You waited in the women's bathroom. Waited in the women's bathroom. And she's telling Check me that, bitch. that he is telling everyone that he's in an open relationship. And she was shocked Half, by my reaction. Halfway like, open. Yeah, so... And it, I ended up hugging her and then still regret that to this day, why I gave that girl a hug. Well, yeah. But anyway. Were you drunk? Yeah, yeah. Were you drunk? Was, yeah, of course. Alcohol. Of course I was drunk. But okay. anyway, like we were supposed to move in together the next day, so on and so forth. This was it. This was the end. And I sat, went home and was like, well, it started that way. That's exactly what I did to that guy. Yeah, it started messy, ending. ended messy. Yep. Did yeah. you, did you apologize way. to the first guy? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because that's what happens. There's a song. That's what happens. When you get that, you always yeah. have to go back and say, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, because no. it's a lesson. Actually, it's, multiple, it's in multiple songs. It is in multiple songs. Yeah, and it happened. Like, it's like, I, with my ex, I was, um, dated a guy, and then I started, I started dating my other ex to get over the other ex. That's how you get over one, under And one. the other ex cheated on me. The reason why we ended it is because he had a girlfriend in his home city. We were long distance, and he had a constant girlfriend the entire time, and I didn't realize until a day before I was about to fly to Chicago, he was like, don't come here. We're over. And I was like, my ticket's bought. Like, where is this 180 coming from? He was like, this isn't working. This isn't working. And I was like, you've got another bitch. And he was like, no. I was like, you have someone in Chicago that I can't meet. That's exactly what it is. Your and then I cheated on my last ex with that ex. Yep. It was all so yeah. on and oh, so cheated. forth. Yeah. I did the thing that was done to me. This is some white and girl stuff. The other, black women don't cheat. That's the lie. other ex and I then You're hooked up. Your story's next. <laughs> and sure enough, I ended up finding out we rekindled and hooked up last summer. And I was like, do you have a girlfriend currently again? And he was like, yeah, I'm seeing someone here. And I was like, you piece of goddamn shit. I was like, See, it was it so happening. cyclical. Well, long story short, they're both out of my life. But also, yeah. I'm so upset that it, uh, good for you for hugging that girl. Because I feel like she was really? lying. I feel like I'm she was lying. I regretted it. I regretted bitches. it. I'm not hugging any bitches. I feel like she was lying. And then lying. I sent him a nasty Facebook message. <laughs> as you after, do. You know, as you we're done. That, that I regretted for more than the hug. Now you sound crazy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so what, what did I do? Okay, so did I cheat on someone? Um, so, I, so what I was doing, like after I got out of that relationship, I didn't trust myself. So I would date guys that I kind of liked, not really that I was going mm-hmm. on. Arm's I, length. Yeah. And, and, and so they would like love me because, you know, men are retarded. If you don't act yeah, like if you, you don't, yeah. If you don't like them, they, I don't know some, I don't know what's wrong with them, <laughs> but if you don't like them, you are the bitch. You yes. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. and, and then I had to apologize for a lot of people, to a lot of people because I kept doing that. And then it was actually just about self-trust. I didn't trust me. I didn't trust me. And rightfully so, because I'm not trustworthy. Because I've been in relationships where I did like the person and I let too much happen. You deserve happen. your own trust, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I let too much happen. And that's what happened in domestic violence. What happens is you don't really trust you. It's not about the person. It's about trusting what you will allow wow. in your life. And that you're going to be able to scan a situation and look at it keenly and be able to be like, oh, okay, this is yeah. for me. This is not for me. I can do better. This is not acceptable. So on and so forth. And by the way, for women listening, like this happens multiple times in various forms. Hopefully not as serious as physical abuse or verbal abuse. And not just but you. But like I've had moments with like people that I've been seeing since that relationship that I'm like, oh, why am I allowing this? Okay, let's go back to square one. Let's make sure we're... And you and can I start over and that's yeah. fine. And that's fine. And you also, I, I hope to God not, but you also might end up with somebody else who's toxic in a different way. And it's just always remembering it's no fault on you. And it doesn't last it's, as long. It doesn't last as long. Right. You'll, you, you will get quicker at spotting it. And it's again, just like 
trust trust yourself. Trust, I think that's why I've been trust single yourself, and, and, and trust your homegirls. Yeah. Trust your girlfriends because they they those you know they looking at everything. They'll tell you they be like the ones that do give you step for wife. Mm, <laughs> not the ones that just judge everything, but like the ones that actually are like okay. So did they do this? Did they do this? You know, actually engaging, not like no, nope, cut them off. That's yeah. It. Please tell us about your EP once more before we uh, shut this down. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a year since I released Maria Mjord. It's one years old. Um, Woo! I'm really excited. Happy so. birthday! It's a special month, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and the you know anniversary of the release. So to commemorate that, I'm actually releasing my first ever happy song at the end of this month. <gasps> what is it called? It's called Window Shopping. It's about. Is it about Saks Fifth Avenue? Because I just left there. No. It's not. It's no. It's I didn't have a store in mind, so it could be about sex. But what do you? What do you? What are you window shopping for men? No, you're really. It's more a metaphor of like window shopping on a sunny day. Come home with nothing, but you don't got to pay for the view. Kind of like appreciating oh, the beauty in life ew. when previously you were just kind of stuck. I don't ew. like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a happy podcast. <laughs> Love you. Like, go back Thank to open words. <laughs> She's like, I don't window shop. I I get declined on my card. Like, I don't understand. No, I don't. Actually, I just got I just got a platinum um, Amex. No, I don't get it. I have been broke my whole damn life, but I only get happy from window shopping. I'm like, look, look at, at this. this. Dude, window this shopping's great. Bitch. Oh, someday. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I, I don't window shop. I buy shit. And then I say, why did I do that? Oh, no. I, I window shop. Whatever makes you happy. It's the same feeling. That's yeah. all, you know, it's the same feeling that we're it's trying to capture Euphoria. Here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. just like masturbation. Pleasure in the little things. And the little things, right? The little things. things. Like the clitoris. The little yeah. things usually drive me crazy. Yeah. Is it like the cool? <laughs> this is now a sex podcast. In case. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but the world needs one. I would, there's no sex Another podcast. one, right? Another one. I was yeah. looking for one. It didn't work. There's like a business. They were talking stupid. I'm sure there though. are sex podcasts. But I want to hear like, no, I want to hear real sex. <laughs> I want to hear real sex stories. I feel like with all sex podcasts, it's always girls that are like, uh, and there were like eight guys there, and then we just exactly. Uh, 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 and I'm gang bang? Yeah. Hashtag well, gang bang. We were just like, and I just let him do it in the middle of a train or like what? And I'm like, mm, that's like Which hot train? And adventurous like train? or whatever. But it's like also like that's not I real. Details. I want to hear stories of good. Real no frill sex, maybe like next what? episode. No frill. We don't have the time to get into it now. Like, no frill. The awkward, awkward sex. The yes. really bad sex where like nothing even happens, but your ass ends up bruised. Still, that's I yeah. got that one. Your ass ends up bruised. How? What happens? Or it's so bad. There's just a lot of slapping, but like nothing else is happening. There's just like a, Wait, a bunch of bitches, bitches right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, You're like, why? What's Making happening? up for the whiskey dick. Yeah. Oh, like, true. What's trying to do with it? What's whiskey dick? When he drinks too much and he can't get it up, whiskey dick. Oh, that does not happen to Harold. (laughs) It definitely happens to Chad. It definitely happens to Chad. Chad drinks Prosecco. (laughs) Chad drinks drinks Mike's Hard Lemonade, and Mike's harder than he is. (laughs) No, that was a good joke. And on that note. (laughs) That's it. This has been violently funny. Thank you so much for having me. Lexi Todd, everybody. Thanks for having me. Tune in next week. Um, when Anika and I are celibate. <laughs> nah, uh No, maybe not. I already am. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Thank you. Adios. Could you please tell me what was going through your head the night you found a stranger sleeping in his bed? What made you proceed to... 
What's up, Violently Funny? It is Brittany here. So as an added treat for such a dope episode with Lexi, we are actually premiering a little clip of her new single, Window Shopping. Lexi said that this is the first happy song that she's ever written and recorded. So we are extra honored to be debuting it here on today's episode. Make sure you buy it, stream it, download it, share it at the end of the month when it comes out. And make sure you also go and catch Lexi live. And without further ado... Here's Window Shopping by Lexi Todd. Either I was colorblind or everything was black and white Until I started looking through your eyes It's funny how perspectives change as quickly as the weather fades now I got this feeling all the time Like window shopping on a sunny day Come home with nothing but you don't gotta pay for the view Plus I'm never empty-handed with you Songs were sounding all the same Like staring at me you mm-hmm. 